on what is up my name is kevin Wu, i'm an online fitness coach and helps men in their 20s lose weight and get as the first time through mindset nutrition and training that's enough about me let's get right into today's episode hey what's going on welcome to live to inspire podcast today we're gonna talk about a couple topics today so number one we got under eating is it bad and why what are the best protein bars to have and also what to look for in them creatine what does it do when should take it how much you take Easiest ways to increase protein intake. Are you struggling to hit your protein intake goal? One gram per pound of body weight. That seems like a lot. It's not. Why do you have cravings and how to deal with them? So let's go dive right into the first one. Then are eating, is it bad and why? On uh, short term, you're going to see absolutely great improvements, like especially like great weight loss itself, especially when you do cut down more of the carbs. You do eat carb cells. You tend to hold on to a little bit more water. I think one gram of carbon is like four milliliters of water. So I have to kind of hold on to so short term, it's great. You're going to see more drastic changes. Now, when you're looking more of a long-term, fitness is always more of a long-term kind of standpoint. It is going to damage your metabolism in the sense that what you kind of, where your body was kind of burning before, let's just say more like rest. If your body was burning on like 2,500 calories a day in cells, and you start dropping down your calories to like 1,500, see those really great weight loss changes, then long-term, it's going to really damage your metabolism and really drop down your base metabolic rate in that sense. Your body's really going to adapt, right? So maybe a couple months down the road itself, you know, the 1500 now itself, and that aspect, you're not going to be losing that weight. So because you dropped the down super significantly uh, right away in that aspect, this is because your body's made survival. So we kind of take it back more of those caveman kind of days, right? Your body didn't really know when it was going to get the next kind of food, right? You didn't really know if, you know, because we're hunting itself, food is not really available at the supermarket, walk down the street drive down the street, get that, get the hunch of over food and that kind of aspect. So your body's really trying to adapt and survive. And that instinct, well, that's really not really instinct, but that mechanism where our body is still around today and over here. So your body's going to pretty much adapt to that sense where it's going to do a lot more things to kind of slow down the thousand. And a lot of things in terms of thousand wise, your body's probably going to fidget less and probably going to uh, move a little bit less. Let's just say you normally kind of walk around to go, you know, throw things in the garbage can. Now you're just throwing like this paint over there, or maybe you kind of just like you know going on more walks, or if you could get a daily step goal, like that's one big thing I kind of uh, recommend. Or look at steps per day. Maybe normally you do like eight thousand, but now you're doing like four thousand because your body's not wanting to move as much and it's pretty much just trying to survive over there and decrease your amount of energy that you output because it's a kind of mechanism and other body functions too as well uh, that are gonna pretty much go along with it. And there's one thing. Uh, with like bodybuilding specifically, we call prep brain. And when prep brain kind of happens, it's like we can't think as well, right? So a lot of times, even like let's just say I gotta forget my keys at home itself, and like uh, you normally never, you know, forget that, or just these small little things like put like I don't know my phone in the microwave or something really weird like that, where pretty much your body's not really functioning kind of properly because we're so deprived over here. But that's when the bodybuilding standpoints we're getting really, really low. The body fat percentage, but basically the whole point kind of um, relates back to this one where it can damage your metabolism. So, and that being said, besides that, you do not actually lose to lead to greater muscle loss because we do under eat our calories, especially by a lot of this aspect. Well, your body needs the calories to kind of really push those weights themselves. When you have a lot less energy, we're not be able to push as much weight. And with not being able to push as much weight, we're going to probably lose a bit of strength. And with losing strength, we're going to lose muscle. Right, it's pretty common over there. 
in that aspect, that especially if you do cut down calories a lot and you're not able to really uptake your protein intake, it can get really harder or harder to uptake your protein intake goal itself when we have lower calories, like you have 1500 calories versus like plate 500 calories. It's a lot easier to hit your daily protein target intake of let's say one gram per pound of body weight. Let's say you weigh 200 pounds and try to hit 200 grams per day, right? So either worst situation, you have 1500 calories, now you're at 1500 calories themselves and you're trying to hit 200 grams. Protein is a lot harder versus if you're at like 2500, right? Because more uh, protein sources or your actual foods have to be strictly just protein and a higher quantity. So it can be harder over there too as well. And just leading to greater muscle loss and that's going to give you more of that soft bloat, right? So you're not necessarily going to lose more body fat in that kind of aspect because when you lose muscle, your body fat percentage is not going to really change. If you just lost muscle itself, and body fat percentage is not going to change. But if you just lost fat, your body fat percentage is going to change, right? The best scenario, obviously, is to lose fat and gain muscle at the exact same time. And that usually happens more towards, well, a couple of scenarios, but usually generally a little bit, a little smaller deficit over there if you really want that to happen. Right. So if you rather under eat and that kind of aspect, all things can happen. And if you do under eat too as well, you're probably going to notice your sleep is going to be really bad. You wake up a lot in that kind of aspect. You have really bad quality sleep and you have a hard time falling asleep too as well. And when you have bad sleep, your hormones are going to be disrupted. Right. So your testosterone, your human growth hormone, and all, all those ones. And those are ones that are going to make you feel moody itself if they're kind of disrupted or just really tired throughout the day or just like really like a lot of different things, right? Because social, human growth hormone, they all play roles in a lot of different aspects. Your sex drive too as well. You may notice your sex drive will really down, right? So if we do under eat self, it can be really bad, especially more towards the long term. So this is why I really go recommend really under eating in that aspect. There's a lot of negatives more towards the long term. Yes, sure. You do that for a week itself. You know, the scale will go down maybe like five pounds. You're like, yay, that's exciting. But remember, you want to keep this weight off too as well. And this is why you don't really want to under eat that much, right? So a lot of people kind of lose all the weight, but again, it back, this will be reasons why. All right, next up is what are the best protein bars to have between long meals? So when it comes to protein bars and this kind of aspect, normally I recommend just having more whole foods. You're going to digest better itself and your body's going to have a better kind of look because not as much of these chemicals or different things. It's just basically easier for your body to digest and less inflammation. But if we're having protein bars as like a snack to really kind of make sure that the protein takes, don't really have anything, or it's, this is the best thing to kind of eat in your aspects, I'd recommend kind of a couple of guidelines. I'm going to give you one good example of the one I personally used in the past. It was like here, protein bar. So anything that's like 240 calories, and you want to make sure that the protein is around like 18 to 25 grams, your fats are like five grams or under, or like six or six, seven grams or under and moderate to low on carbs, like 18 to 25 grams. Like mentioned, pure protein bar, get that at Costco over there, pretty great tasting. Those ones are only 180 calories, 20 grams of protein, five grams of fats and 18 grams of carbs. Now, if you look at something like those protein cookies, like a really popular one that you see everywhere, like grocery stores, like Lenny and Larry's, this has 420 calories, 12 grams of fat, 16 grams of protein and 56 grams of carbs, right? So this one has more than double amount of calories more than double amount of fats and less of the protein by four grams and like triple the amount of carbs, right? So this is not even a protein cookie. You'd be better off straight up eating a Costco cookie, which is like what, 220 calories, which is like half of that calories over there and having a protein shake, right? So that'd be better than having one of those protein cookies like call in the market over there, like those Lenny and Larry ones you see everywhere. But just because the market is protein cookie, people think it's the best thing ever. 
right? It's got protein and it's good for me, but you're straight up better off having a cost cookie, which tastes 10 times better. Anyways, I think you should bring a protein shake on the side, right? So with that being said, you'll be wary of like what the protein bars are. Cause I know there's a lot of protein bars, like even like Atabar, Atabar is probably like the best one. They don't market themselves as a protein bar. They are, I forgot what they market themselves as, but I would say that's the best taste of like bar with protein in it. It's not exactly protein bar. It has like 280 calories and like 15, 14 grams of protein. It's best tasting uh, like the bar with protein, but it's not a protein. So you want to make sure that's actually most of like macros, like your protein bar is going to be from actual proteins and it's lower at the calories general, right? Because if you guys do the math even, because uh, one gram of protein has four calories. So if we do 20 grams of protein, that's four. That's about 80 calories, right? So that's pretty much like half the calories coming from the protein cells compared to something like Lenny's and Larry's, which only has like one sixth of the per calories coming from the protein. So when you guys actually look at the stats, is most of the stuff where the actual calories coming from the protein cells or is it coming from somewhere else, right? So want to make sure in this case scenario, when you look at your protein bar, it is actually a protein bar and not a bar with protein or something with protein in it. Big difference over there. All right, hopefully it doesn't make sense. Clarify things up over there. Now, creatine, what does it do? And uh, when should you take it, how much should you take? So creatine is one of those ones that kind of gets thrown out around a lot on this aspect, whether that is to go, oh, it's, you know, really harmful for kidneys. Oh, it's like a steroid. Oh, it's not safe. Oh, like, you know, like, what does it do? This one gets thrown a lot, but this is actually one of the most researched supplements out there in the whole entire market. Themselves is pretty much recommended to everyone, like even like grandmas, kids, or anything like that, can take it. This aspect is super safe, unless you do have like a pre-existing uh, kidney, let's say disorder, or like your enzymes really elevated or dysfunction on your kidney side of things, and you do not drink a lot of water, right? Now, problem with creatine itself is people who don't really drink much water, like let's say when you drink like one liter per day, it can be a lot, be, be a lot harder on the kidneys themselves because they don't really have that water to kind of help absorb it in there, right? So it basically increases your ATP energy, which can help increase your brains or doing more reps, let's say on the dumbbell bench press, you don't really do like 60 pounds and you get like 10 reps, maybe with additional creatine, what's really kicks things start salt mini because it's not gonna work the first day, it takes like a little while, maybe like a week to really kick in. And I'll explain why. Um, you might get like 50 pounds for like pulver, right? So it's not going to jump you up. It's like 100 pounds over there and make you Superman, but it's going to make you do a little bit more like reps, or a little more straight. Maybe it's going to do 52.5 pounds for 10 reps, right? But that extra little strength and actual reps, they all add up itself in terms of like every exercise and over time to as well. Because like, let's say you do one session, with that one, we have all your sessions kind of like, you know, slowly increasing over there. All those increased strengths, those extra reps is what's going to help you build more muscle. And what's building more muscle, like we were really about earlier, that's what's going to help decrease your body fat percentage. Because you either decrease your body fat percentage by increasing your muscle mass, your lean muscle mass, or decreasing your body fat directly, right? So how, you, what, how much you take is just five grams per day. Very simple. And if you guys first take it and never ever took it, could do a loading phase. Just because of a saturation supplement, it's like 20 grams per day for seven days to get saturated in your body. You don't need to do it though, right? That's just if you want it to kick in a little bit faster in this aspect. So kind of how creatine works is if your body always has that creatine itself, it costs you know, like replenishing it. You're always going to get those effects, which kind of like really deplete your storage in cells. 
um, you're going to have to load it back up your body to really get those effects over there. So this is why it might take like be to really kind of kick in and feel those effects. It's not like a pre-workout or caffeine or something. That's where it's stimulants and feeling the effects. Cause a lot of people kind of really like feeling as because they're kind of relating it to the effect of what caffeine does or stimulate where it's like it wakes them up and it right away in some moment, or gives them like a tingle. It's like beta alanine does creating worse in like the background. Right. So. It's not something you feel feel in terms of like a stimulant wise, like a drug kind of profile over there. It's something that works on the background and you're like, oh, you know, like I might have got stronger. It's like, oh no, it's my list kind of increased in the last couple of days over there, kind of compared to before, right? Or before kind of more stagnant. That kind of affect you probably feel over there. All right. So hopefully I kind of clear things up on the creatine aspect. Now, where's the easiest way to eat up these protein take? I was thinking, hands down, number one is going to be actually your portion sizes. So when I'm at portion sizes, a lot of people think it's like, oh, I'm eating a lot of protein, right? Now they have like 100 grams, well, let's say like two eggs or something like that, right? 100 grams of chicken breast or like two eggs. So eggs, first of all, are more fat source than protein source in this kind of aspect. And number two, well, 100 grams of chicken breast is not a lot, right? So you always like double that itself. Like my average serving for like a chicken breast itself, like a meal uh, protein is pretty much like 240 grams. On that kind of aspect, my protein goes a lot higher itself. And I eat about like five to six times per day, right? So that being said, a lot of people are like, oh, I eat a lot of protein, right? But I kind of like that. It's like, you know, maybe one meal, they have like two eggs. Then like the other meal itself, they have like some pepperoni on the pepperoni pizza. And like, I don't know, it's like a little chicken on their subway sandwich itself that's that's not a lot right maybe you get like 100 grams of chicken breast over there on the subway chicken sandwich pepperoni is not a protein source and the eggs have more calories fat than the protein right so actually introducing your protein intake number one doubling up your actual protein servings number two is actually switching up to like a lean protein source because if we're doing something like eggs like i mentioned has more fats uh than protein itself if we're doubling the amount of eggs we're probably like two and a half times in amount of fats right so the amount of calories you can get are a lot more and that might blow your calorie budget so you want to switch that over to my egg white snow which are just pure protein right you always check the ladies in that aspect or let's just say pepperoni right pepperoni is like oh protein source right it has way more fats than it has protein in it right and have to switch that to like turkey bacon and you know switch that out on that kind of aspect or like a lean source of ham that has way more protein or ground turkey Right, so switching out this protein source, actual meat source protein, will help look tremendously to as well. So, like, let's say bacon, people think that's protein source versus turkey bacon. Uh, bacon itself has like one third of the amount of protein as turkey bacon has. So, let's just say you have three bacon chips versus one turkey bacon strip. That one turkey bacon strip has equivalent of three bacon strips, right? So, if you kind of switch those rolls around itself and three turkey bacon strips, in that kind of aspect, you're going to have a lot more protein, right? So, Actually, switching to lean protein source that's actually protein, and you can check it by checking the nutrition label to see how many grams of protein it has in it and the amount of fat in it, right? So it has less fat. Generally, it's better in that kind of aspect to really increase your protein intake, especially if you're having a hard time hitting it. Hope that makes sense over there. It's really easy to tell. Still can't tell itself. Uh, just that's for me, but you always look at the food label in that kind of aspect. Really, any protein source in this kind of aspect is only going to have fats and protein. If it has carbs in it, it's probably rooted, right? It's like a chicken strip. Or if you go to like chicken fingers or chicken wings, 
it has some kind of like breading or something else that they kind of add to it because proteins like chicken breast there's no way you can have protein unless you actually add some breading or some other stuff to it or maybe like i don't know if people have like barbecue sauce which is from carbs all right so why do we have craving how to deal with those now people usually have craving because a couple of reasons well stress or they kind of seek some comfort or when they're cutting down on this kind of aspect right or they're just kind of bored so when you stress comfort or seek his comforts already kind of cutting down or you're bored it's different ways to kind of deal with them over there but now when you're stressed this is typically the biggest one um over there when it comes down to actually getting into cravings or creating those kind of let's say comfort foods like pizza burgers cookies this is because we are made to for comfort right for me as humans to see kind of comfort over there because we don't want to be in that discomfort state right so realizing that kind of standpoint is going to be very very important when we kind of are in those situations over there maybe it was something happening at work on there it caused you to be a little more stressed out maybe it was like i don't know family kind of bent some past we know of or maybe it was like a relationship kind of problem we had with your girl or something like that and it caused no stress over there and more like kind of seek those foods out and realizing that the first place is going to be kind of the best bet on that kind of aspect now some other things we could do over there are really trying to one well you can kind of feel those emotions kind of don't let them kind of bottle it in you. One thing at first, I is it for therapy on that aspect is not trying to bottle them. You feel them, right? Those emotions. So you don't bottle them if they kind of come back later. But after that, it's just like finding other ways to kind of deal with it, right? Like just talk to a friend, want to watch a movie, or for a walk, or go for exercise over there, working out. Maybe he had to do a double workout that day or something like that. But it's definitely be better than, you know, going for food. Regardless of those other kind of, you know, like the eats of the burger, something like that, and going on that aspect. So, or journaling, something like that, right? Just a lot of different ways. People kind of find different ways to kind of deal with all uh, the stress and kind of, that kind of route. Now, or cutting down is very normal to as well. That's because all I have experienced this, especially bodybuilding crap, I find myself looking at food stuff a lot more, having eaters' cravings, and even sometimes like more towards the end of my bodybuilding crap. I want to really, really lean. It's I'm kind of craving like the like the healthy foods, right? It's like I'm just craving more rice. I'm craving a little bit of honey with my rice, a little bit more almond butter with my rice. I'm craving a little bit more ground beef. It was just like that type of prime. It was. That's how even my friend when I was at her house in Vancouver, I was eating like chicken, almond chicken breast with almond butter, salt, and green beans and rice. And I was doing like a little bath because I was so happy eating it. But I was craving that for a long all the time itself. But it was just it's kind of funny. It's really funny to me for it. But yeah, basically we're more to prime over there. We're going to have more cravings just naturally. And that is something you're going to have to be aware of, right? Now, some of the things they can do in cells is limit the amount of sugar kind of diets. So everybody does you know, like what's dieting to implement, say, the cookies or something that's into your diet make it fit in. But when you do have, let's say, a cookie or something that's, it can spike your reaction in your body where it's like, like that more it's a, in a hormonal aspect it's spike up your insulin but when you like let's say have that sugar like your mind's kind of like racing it's like i want more i want more it's like a drug in this kind of aspect right in a hormonal standpoint spike up your insulin basically raising your blood sugar getting your heart rate up over there seeking more of those foods can that's a little hormonal kind of background but when those kind of happens is we really want to like one if you're addictive personality you probably want to just cut that out but if you can control that that's great uh, but just really limiting that in this kind of aspect in both of those regards would kind of really help down. 
um, just really kind of reducing those cravings and cells in there, right? So with that being said, even like small little things like having more artificial sweeteners or like sugar-free sauce and cells or a lot of that kind of aspects can cause more cravings because we have that little sweetness and can trigger more, you know, like a more like a roller coaster. That's why for the last eight weeks, my wife prep, I cut those all out completely and also my gut's very sensitive to them. But I'm just, I was trying to be in like the best, obviously, shape and condition, obviously, take it to another level of extreme there. You guys don't definitely don't have to. If you guys notice you are struggling to really kind of, um, or with those cravings all the time, really have a hard time controlling them, that might be the better realm. All right. So, with that being said, dealing with those cravings over there, there's a lot of different kind of ways you can deal with them. Um, well, some sugar credit craving themselves can say, go with like a diet box. I know a lot that works for them. So, let's say, like a, Pepsi Zero or something like that. Crave some sweet, drink that instead. Works maybe well. On the or on the aspect, right? Zero calories, kill that sweet crave craving. Or let's say sugar free gum. A lot of people like sugar free gum. Kind of gives them something to chew on and kind of gives a little bit of sweetness and more towards that chewing aspect where it's like, okay, I'm kind of like eating something right over there. And the other aspects of like stress, kind of mentioned that before. But some other ways can deal with them all on that aspect. Or even making like a lower calorie option. Like let's say you're craving burgers. Maybe you're going to go to the store, buy like the lowest calories kind of bun you can find, right? There's one joint, 120 calories for a pair of buns and use like ground turkey and turkey barbecue sauce to make like a hamburger, right? You're craving a hamburger itself, a burger, and that could kill that burger craving. Or like a protein brownie. There's a lot of different protein brownie recipes out there to really kill, like, kill that craving, right? A lot of different ways you kind of even use lower calorie options to really kind of kill those cravings over there. So, all right, that is the end of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Live to Inspire podcast, the number one podcast for men in their 20s trying to lose weight and get abs for the first time. My mission is to inspire others to be the best version of themselves to fitness. So, if you guys are tuning into this episode and want to lose weight and get your abs showing for the very first time, then DM me the words abs on Instagram at KevinRu underscore. That is K E B I N W U. W underscore and we'll have a chat whether or not I can help you out lose that weight to get your abs showing for the first time. That is the ending of today's episode of the Live to Inspire podcast. If you learned something today, then make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on an episode. Also, if you leave a written review on this podcast, that'd be greatly appreciated because that pushes this podcast to more people just like you.